Hello, this is Dr. Vicki Peterson. Welcome to my fifth podcast. And I want to talk to you today about the ketogenic diet. Gosh, that's all over the place. There's a lot of uh, heated discussions about keto <laughs> and whether it's good, it's not good. I want to entitle this podcast, Do You Have Keto Confusion? And um, don't get me wrong, I'm not in a particular camp on this. And, um, you know, one thing I just really want to say is that as, at least as Americans, I can speak for us in this country, we, we love boxes, you know. I'm vegan, you're paleo. You know, everybody wants to sort of put you in a very defined box. And, hey, that's okay if, it, if it's accurate. But, you know, science is a little bit more complex with that. And... Um, you know, there's just, there's, there's good, there's bad. So I want to talk to you about real science associated with what a healthy diet is. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, so let's just jump into it. As I said, you know, diets are always very hot in the United States and there's, there's a lot of trends and currently the trend is up with keto, down with carbs. Um, but you know, what if I told you I like keto and I like carbs? And what if I told you keto is dangerous and carbs can kill you? That sounds very <laughs> indecisive, perhaps, maybe a little crazy, but it's actually neither one. It's just science. So um, as I said, science isn't sexy. It isn't cool. It's not a fad. It's just science. And I love my field of nutrition, which is called functional medicine. We've coined it as root cause medicine um, because we specialize here at the clinic in really getting to the root cause of why your body is malfunctioning. Uh, but I really dislike the rapidity with which Americans, you know, swing to extremes and jump on diet fads. You know, all you need is a celebrity you like to tell you uh, to eat X and because they lost 20 pounds and you're hooked. You know, you're just going to do it. So I'd like to say not so fast. <laughs> Let's take a moment. Uh, look at the truth of the science. Look at some sanity and look at some basics that will keep your body truly healthy because with all the hype and all the fads the real goal at least for me and i think for many clinicians out there is simply uh you want to be healthy you want to feel great and and we want to help you get there so how are carbs both good and bad let's look at sugar refined carbohydrates like the star store bought desserts bread White pasta, muffins, crackers, those are all bad carbs. Um, no one in my field thinks sugar or refined carbohydrates are good for anyone. And honestly, whether a clinician is mostly vegan or paleo or keto or something in between, I think we all agree. I know we all agree on that point. Nobody's telling you that simple carbohydrates are good for you. Now let's go to another point of agreement, which is vegetables and fruits really vegetables. Uh, sometimes uh, some people are, are a little bit down on fruit, but when we're talking about vegetables, dark green leafy vegetables such as kale and spinach and the cruciferous vegetables such as cauliflower and broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, these are all good carbohydrates and almost no one is going to argue against the benefits of such vegetables, at least most who know their stuff are not going to argue against that. So 
it's really a two-sided coin. They're both carbohydrates, the simple refined and the dark green leafy vegetables. Um, they're both carbs, but one is very good and one is very bad. So let's talk about your gut a little bit and, and how these carbs sort of feed into that. Um, there's a new, newish word on the scene, which is called your microbiome. And basically that's looking at your gut bacteria. We used to call those the probiotics, but now we call them the microbiome that, because it's, um, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole galaxy basically of a hundred trillion organisms, which is 10 times the number of organisms, um, then you have cells in your body. So we have 10 trillion cells. It's estimated the microbiome is 100 trillion organisms. And we're very clear on the fact that you're not going to be healthy if you do not have a healthy microbiome. So what do these guys eat? What are these 100 trillion organisms in your gut like to eat? They eat carbohydrates, primarily in the form of fiber, which is why we're talking about the complex carbohydrates being good for you and the simple carbohydrates being bad for you because it's really about that those fibrous type of difficult to digest carbohydrates getting deep down in your gut and feeding and keeping happy your microbiome. Um, it was I listened to a really interesting uh, interview recently with uh, Dr. David Perlmutter, whom I love, and uh, he, he used the word carbohydrate confusion, um, and and he's a he's a very strong ketogenic diet proponent proponent. Um, but he said, and this was a quote, we have carbohydrate confusion and we desperately, desperately need to eat carbs. And yes, he said desperately twice. Um, he went on to say that those who adopt a ketogenic diet and abandon carbs, so listen up if you're abandoning all carbs, he said, you tend to feel crappy, his words, uh, become constipated, you don't sleep well, and you become agitated. So um, he, he went on to say that, you know, we really are failing to understand that we need carbs. We desperately need uh, fiber and complex carbohydrates that we don't metabolize. So we're not breaking them down, but then they're getting down deep in our gut and then they're metabolized, meaning eaten by our gut bacteria to keep them healthy. So basically these 100 trillion organisms really depend on what you're eating to nurture them, keep them healthy, and then they help you to combat uh, a lot of different diseases, which we're gonna go into in a little bit. So, um, what do we now know? All carbs are not bad, but some are. <laughs> so um, some people have gone to an extreme, I don't know if you've heard of it, the carnivore diet. Please, please, please don't do that. Um, they're eating only and exclusively meat. And you know, it's honestly a testament to the human body and how strong it is that you can do the craziest things for a short period of time <laughs> and seem to do fine. But Long-term, that's a very dangerous approach. So um, we need high fiber, we need good fat, and not a lot of protein. Uh, this is another thing Dr. Perlmutter said. He, he noted um, that Dr. Campbell, from the, who wrote the China study, correlated red meat and colorectal cancer, which is one of the most common cancers we suffer from in the U.S., um, 
And he said, he said red meat is one of the most dangerous foods on the planet. Um, I, I don't disagree. Occasional red meat, very occasional, uh, provided it's grass-fed, um, not the end of the world. But, but occasional is like twice a month <laughs> kind of thing. But basically, the more plant-based your diet is, the better off you'll be. Once again, this was Dr. Perlmutter. And I'm quoting him just to make the point that this is an advocate of, of, of a ketogenic diet saying this. Now, I'm very strong plant-based, so of course you'd expect me to say the more plant-based your diet, the better off you'll be. But these, these were quotes from him in an interview he had um, with Dave Asprey recently, and Dave Asprey is also a ketogenic proponent. So I really, really respected Dr. Perlmutter um, to to come around to this point. And I think what we're appreciating, uh, he's appreciating and others like him, is that um, while ketogenesis has some benefits, which we're going to go into, boy, we've been doing it incorrectly. And there's a lot of liabilities associated with that. Um, as a matter of fact, Dave Asprey, as I mentioned, who's a, who's a ketogenic fan, he really pressed Dr. Perlmutter. And he's like, it sounds like you're recommending veganism. And um, and Dr. Dr. Perlmutter said, listen, I'm not saying never eat meat, but then he reiterated, the more plant-based your diet is, the better off you'll be. And, um, and again, I appreciated his clarification. So what about a ketogenic diet? A couple of things. One, if you are doing a ketogenic diet, with high protein, it will actually get in the way of and combat against what you're trying to do with your blood sugar, which is to keep it quite low. So it's one of those counterintuitive things the human body does that's a little bit hard to comprehend. I mentioned this in a YouTube video and so many people said, are you crazy? (laughs) But I'm not. So here's the deal is if you're avoiding carbs, and eating a lot of meat and trying to be in ketosis, this will be detrimental to getting and staying in ketosis because that high meat is going to raise your blood sugar. So you go, okay, how can that possibly happen? What happens is as you have increased amino acids from these high amounts of protein you're eating, what happens is those the, the body does an interesting thing because of its need for carbohydrates. It can take those amino acids and reassemble them in your liver. And the process is called, it's a long word, but we'll break it down. So it's called gluconeogenesis. So glucose, just glucose, that's blood sugar. Neo is new, so newly happening, and genesis, right? So it's being generated, it's forming. So you're forming new glucose by your liver. It's what's doing it because you're eating a high-protein diet. So once again, there's a difference between getting into ketosis and eating a lot of meat, which again, that's that's a bit of a disconnect that's been happening. So you can actually sabotage your ability to keep your blood sugar low by eating high animal protein. So hopefully uh, that makes sense. And then there's really a lot of risks we know about with a high animal protein diet. So again, warning, warning, if you're even remotely considering our carnivore diet, please listen up. So the high animal protein diet stimulates a pathway. It's called the mTOR pathway. It's um, it's a, a little, little m 
what am I trying to say? Not capitalized M. And then T-O-R is all capitalized, so mTOR. But basically, and you can go to my website, rootcausemedical.com, and um, look at a blog on longevity, and I really go into the details on this. But basically, what we know is that the high animal protein stimulates this pathway which basically causes growth very often of cancer cells so inappropriate growth growth is appropriate when you're young and the body is literally growing in height and size but by the time we've gone through puberty and we're done growing then pathways that stimulate growth are dangerous and they specifically tend to move us toward cancer this pathway also speeds along um, speeds you along the highway of aging. So it they talk about it just sort of, you know, pedal to the metal, getting older faster, which nobody wants to do. Um, that correlates with premature cell death and uh, mitochondria failure or your cell energy. So a lot of negatives associated with this mTOR pathway. Now, okay, so let's let's get back to ketosis for a second. I like a daily and then bi-monthly or quarterly, I'll, I'll specify in a second. Let's talk about the daily ketosis that we recommend here at the clinic. So we recommend you get into a ketogenic state uh, daily and you do that in the form of a 12-hour fast. Now, most of that time you're sleeping, which makes it pretty easy <laughs> to not eat, but if you, you know, ate dinner at eight or nine and you don't have breakfast till eight or nine, great, you just, you just did your 12 hours. Now I know you're, gonna, you're thinking about, well, what about those people who do 14 and 16 and 18 hours of intermittent fasting? I've heard that's really helpful. It's just not being validated by research. So um, there's an author, Dr. Longo, he authored The Longevity Diet, amazing man, uh, extensive, all he does is research. So he came in second for the um, Nobel Prize for Medicine in 2017 for his work on longevity. And he warns against uh, fasting more than 12 to 13 hours a day maximum. Uh, he's found in his research that skipping breakfast, meaning, you know, going that longer period of time, is associated with a couple of things you don't want. One is a higher risk for gallbladder disease, so you'd need your gallbladder removed, also associated with heart disease, which is our number one killer, and overall a shorter lifespan. So these are his findings in going beyond 12, as I said, hours a day. So that was, that's been good enough for us right now. And, you know, we're always learning new things and we'll see what um, robust research will say, not just, you know, a study, but at the moment that's, that's what we're supporting. Now there's another form of ketosis that we recommend, and that is a a uh, five-day fasting mimicking diet. So you're not fully fasting for five days. It's mimicking a fast. You're eating very low calorie, um, but it's very, very specific foods, and that helps get you into ketosis. And then also um, it, that ketosis state is followed by autophagy, which um, basically auto is self, phagy is eating. So the word autophagy means self-eating, which sounds a little disgusting maybe, but what you're eating of yourself 
is dead and damaged cells and you're purging damaged parts of your cells and organs. So um, autophagy is a very healthy, uh, longevity-promoting type of action that your body gets into that phase of autophagy after getting into a ketogenic state having done calorie restriction. So these are the positives of, of ketogenesis. Um, we know that mammals live longer when they do calorie restriction. And there are certain aging pathways that are turned off when food, particularly protein from an animal source and sugar, those are the two key ones, are removed from the diet. So this five-day fasting mimicking diet removes all of that. And then uh, after the calorie um, restriction toward the end of it, stem cells are produced. So it's a, it's a really interesting process. You get into this autophagy where the body starts eating up these damaged and, and dead cells and parts of your organs. Then the body uh, creates stem cells and these are these new healthy cells that are ready to replace the things you just deleted when you did autophagy. And so that's what the five-day fasting mimicking diet is about. Um, but again, it's not a full fast and no food for five days, so it's you know relatively easy to do. You're still calorie restricted, but it's very, very balanced. It's been very well researched, and um, we recommend that for patients on a schedule that's appropriate for them and their health. So if you're diabetic and severely overweight or you have heart disease, we recommend you know doing these every month. Um, not if you're on insulin, by the way. I was talking about more of a type 2 diabetic that's not on insulin. Um, but you have autoimmune disease, etc. So if you've really got some degenerative disease states you're trying to handle, then we recommend it monthly. If you are in better shape, maybe you're doing it quarterly. So it just depends on you. But those are the two types of ketosis we recommend, the daily 12-hour and then the monthly or quarterly, depending on your health status, uh, fasting mimicking diet. So hopefully um, that makes sense <laughs> and answers the question about how Carbs can be good, carbs can be bad, ketosis can be good, ketosis can be bad. Uh, it really just depends on, on whether you're doing it properly or not. Um, some basic recommendations that, as I said, I think most people from most camps would agree upon is, is we have to really cut down, if not out, the simple carbs. Definitely eat a lot of healthy fiber. We have to keep uh, that microbiome happy and healthy. I think I'll do another uh, podcast just about the microbiome because it does so many amazing things for us. We need good dietary fat. We really want to avoid protein from meat. We tend to eat too much protein anyway, and um, the high protein from meat is pushing those various pathways we were talking about earlier. Gotta sleep. Sleep is um, critical for, for body growth and repair and we've got to exercise. So we're way too sedentary in the US. So um, I, I hope this was helpful and I hope it cleared up some things for you. There's definitely some blogs on the site, Root Cause Medical, if you like to read. In addition to listen, I know so many of us don't have the time for reading, but um, I really do hope that uh, this sheds some light on this current 
fad and craze of the ketogenic diet that people are jumping on and you know there's these products in stores and uh, pork rinds and these crazy high high animal protein products that just because they have zero carbs you know someone says oh that must that's fine as long as I'm avoiding carbs I'm fine and that's not the case that's really really dangerous long term so uh, if you are needing some assistance in your health that is the only reason I do what I do is to help more people get healthy that's what I delight in as does my team here at Root Cause Medical Uh, we're in Saratoga California which is the heart of Silicon Valley. But if you're not local to us, that's totally fine. You can still reach out. We can give you a a consultation over the phone. I do a lot of those. Really see what's happening with your health. We can work with you long distance. We're a destination clinic. So give me a call and uh, let me know what other information you want to hear in future podcasts. So my number here at the clinic is 408-733-0400. I'll talk to you soon.